Hi, I'm Alice. I'm Belinda. I'm Kelly. I'm Lara. And I'm Stacy. We're so excited to bring you Tales from the Toolbox. Thanks for joining us. And welcome to our podcast full of stories. We'll share how we've used the amazing hand-in-hand parenting tools in our own lives. Or seen it skillfully done by those around us. Welcome to Tales from the Toolbox. I'm Stacy in California, and this week I was enjoying a well-earned holiday while Kelly was snuggling with her boys who were unwell. But Lara in England and Alice in Shetland bridged the oceans to chat with Belinda in Australia about listening partnerships. It's one of our favorite topics, so it's probably a good job we weren't all there or we never would have stopped talking. We hope you enjoy finding out more about what makes this tool for parents so very special. Check out the show notes if you're inspired to give it a go, and we'll share some info about how to get started. Hey, everyone. He's got a bright spot. Hi, Lara. Hi, Alice. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Good to see you. Yeah, it's a, it was actually a real bright spot just then, just looking at your smiling faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a sweet one um, just before I came on this call. My kids were... I can't remember quite how it came up, but they were like, where, where is Alice? And we were looking at, <laughs> I got the globe out, and we're like, we're here, London's here, and Shetland's there. And then they were like, where are the other people? And we were looking at how far away all of you are. <laughs> they were like, are we ever going to get to meet them? Are we ever going to see them in real life? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> that was just so sweet. <laughs> Someday. Maybe. <laughs> how about yours? Um, yeah, so a bright spot for me is... I think just that it's a nice day. <laughs> it's, um, we've had some, we're moving into winter and the weather's been quite brutal. And so we've got blue skies, it's quite still, and I think that impacts on everybody. It's nice, just a bit of whew, tranquility. Mm-hmm. Before the winter storms set in. <laughs> so today we're focusing on listening partnerships am i right you are right (laughs) you're right our favorite absolute favorite topic so it really (laughs) is plenty to say we have absolutely (laughs) yeah i've been known to you know be at a wedding and be telling someone about this and then a you know a funeral and be telling someone about this and a christening and be telling like every gathering i go to i seem to find a parent to sit next to and tell them how helpful this has been for me so yeah yeah it really is it's the, it's the tool for parents so right we see the others working with our kids and this one mm-hmm. is the one for us and it makes such a huge difference yeah tailor made to take the stress out of parenting oh yeah and it's it's funny actually today all three of us rocks up a little bit early for the podcast and we were like we need some listening yes. time <laughs> yes and it made a huge difference yeah really did yeah well, I, I had four minutes and i find that really amazing that just my whole day sometimes can turn on that f- three or four or five or ten minutes of someone listening well to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I say anything profound, but just having someone's warm attention is really helpful. So thank you both. That was really lovely. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so how do, we, how do we sell it? How do yeah. we sell to somebody who's never listened to punches? What nurse are you speaking about? What is this? Um, and how do we explain it to somebody who has no idea what this strange thing is. Should we start with a little definition? (laughs) Go on then. (laughs) A listening partnership is, it's really very simple at the core. It's an exchange of time between two adults 
um, where you take an amount of time and you split it in half and you take turns to talk and to listen to the other person. And basically that's it. Um, and when you're listening, you're listening with warm attention and a knowledge that the other person is a good person doing their very best and that with enough emotional support, they're going to be able to figure out their way through whatever they're struggling with right now. Um, and there are a few rules that we have to keep it safe. So the top one is confidentiality, that everything that's said within a listening partnership stays in that time and space. It doesn't get referred to afterwards. It's not broadcast in the playground. Um, no one's going to know. <laughs> whatever it was that you said, which makes it a really safe place once you kind of gain trust within that relationship. And and we don't fix and we don't judge and we don't give advice. And basically that's it. And you can do a listening partnership with anyone from anywhere um, for any length of time. And and they are life-changing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Quick summary. Yeah. And, yeah, and we usually um, have a bouquet at the beginning of a listening partnership, we usually share a bright spot or something that's going well, which is a really nice one to put your mind on before you delve into venting or um, any of the emotional stuff. And then at the end, we usually, after the timer is gone, have a refresher question. Lara is the queen of refresher <laughs> questions. <Lara> is. <laughs> <laughs> I do so that I just turn up for the questions sometimes. <laughs> But the refresher questions are good fun and also such a, a lovely way to um, switch your mind back into that kind of more logical kind of thinking. Mm. They're sometimes called a grounding question as well. And I quite like the sensory mm -hmm. ones, the ones that are like, can you name three things you can hear right now or tell me yeah. three smells you like. So that idea of kind of coming back to where you are um, helps for me with those as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's really important. It's and and you kind of need somebody else to help lever you in that moment to bring you back. And also, you can ask for or receive as many refresher questions as you want. So um, it's doesn't just have to be a I'm back. Yeah, um, you can take your time. And the thing is that with listening partnerships when they're done regularly as a practice what we find happens and sometimes this happens in the very first session that you do experience a really solid sense of safety over time and so that then allows you to get emotional in any way that you might need to so you might need to have a good cry you might need to have a good laugh you might need to have a tantrum whatever it is and that's where the refresher question is kind of helpful because you've just opened I know Lara you referenced this previously where you you bring out the feelings and you open this beautiful box full of feelings and then it's a way of kind of closing it up again not tightly not in a rejecting way or anything but you're just like yep I've I've had my 20 minutes to look at all of this and now I can close that up very gently and kindly and know that I can come back to it again so the refresher question helps with that process of sort of bringing your mind back so that you can then listen take a turn to listen or you can go about your day so it's a really helpful part of the process yeah and I think listening partnerships are one of the things that sets hand in hand apart from the many other parenting approaches yes. that have there's a lot of parenting approaches that are quite well aligned with ours um but this idea that totally central idea that parents need and deserve support and that emotional support is kind of at the core is i think unique to us and that we do that best by listening to each other um and for me that's been huge 
and it also like the bit where you get to talk and you get to offload is massive but I think there's also huge power in then hearing other people's mm. stories and that whole sense of oh it's not just me it's that not just me <laughs> gets frustrated or that finds this hard or that just can't cope with one more round of please will you get your shoes on like when you hear other parents saying that it just lets you go back a little bit more relaxed actually around your own struggles um so it's it's a two-way process listen and you speak and both sides yeah. are powerful um should we share some tales yes, of times that <laughs> listening partnerships have served as well <laughs> this could be many many idea. tales <laughs> <laughs> I have one that springs to mind that was, I think I've shared it in writing before, um, but I'll, I'll share it again here. Um, it, uh, it was quite a few years ago and I was just having, you know, those mornings, the ones where every single thing is going wrong and it feels like every time you turn around, something else is broken or there's some other hurdle or something is hard. Um, and to add to that, I think I was trying to get hold of our family doctor and not managing and... Uh, it, like my brain was so full I was on the verge of just losing it um, and I had to get my kids out to a sports class at a certain time um, and I was on a whatsapp group for ad hoc listening partnerships so sometimes we have listening partnerships as an ongoing relationship with someone where you meet every week at the same time and sometimes you can do just like one-offs and I just reached out in this group and I was like I really need five minutes listening time and there was someone else so I'm in the UK there was someone else who answered and she was in Australia so it was like morning for me and it was bedtime for her it wasn't Belinda um, <laughs> someone else I, was say, I can't remember this <laughs> no it was not you um, and I just remember she was like in her garage I think in her car and she'd like run away from the bedtime from hell and I'd run away from the morning from hell and I'd literally just park my kids in front of the tv I was like I just need 10 minutes to just go and watch a cartoon um and I just offloaded all of the stuff just she got this huge ear full of blah um and then we swapped and I got the same from her and and then I kind of skipped back into my day and we got to the sports class on time and we had a lovely afternoon and it was just this really nice day and I know it would not have been like that if I hadn't just paused and gone, okay, I actually need to look after my own emotional well-being just for a minute here. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's been huge being able to do, do it kind of in advance, like build the long-term relationships and do the the emergency stuff too. And I didn't know her. I'd never I'd never exchanged listening time with her before, and I don't think I ever have since. Um, but it just mm -hmm. really stuck in my mind because it changed that day so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, something for me living in a really small community then I think being able to reach out to other parents like really far away places gave me a lot of security at the beginning uh, thinking about confidentiality and I think it was hard to imagine having time or sharing really authentically how I was feeling with people who I was also working alongside or having to see on a daily basis and so the opportunity to do it online um, opened up all this new sources of strength for me and having a listening partner, again, who was in Australia, who could I could rise early in the morning and have regular listening time with was really, really powerful. And <laughs> I think there was part of me that felt really kind of excited about this 
thing that I discovered that felt just, I felt empowered by the fact I'd figured out something that was really benefiting me, but also I could see such direct benefits to my family because I could bring a better version of myself <laughs> when things got tricky. So having that regular thing in place really helped, but knowing the process, um, I'm thinking about, there was one time that one of my children had an accident and ended up going into hospital and possibly having to go for a CT scan and um, staying in overnight. And I remember feeling my stress levels kind of ebbing and flowing. But the couple of days where I was supporting my child, I gave them the chance to offload. I gave them the chance to feel their own feelings about what had happened to them and about being in hospital. But I knew that I could had that outlet I knew that somebody was going to be able to listen to me. I just had to hold it together <laughs> for long enough. And I remember just knowing, I think it just gave me a sense of connection and strength through that experience so that when we did get home and we came back from the hospital and I was able to go to my shade and to just go bleh and to really, really cry um, and to have somebody just listen with such compassion and not say anything, not try to fix it, but just know that they that they cared about my situation and that they understood my point of view. Obviously having my child in hospital affected everybody in my family and I had my husband and my, my mom and my family to listen to me as well. But when everybody is invested in the well being of your child, then having an external person who can listen with your fresh perspective who's not so emotionally invested is um, really, really helpful. When you start having a listening partnership framework in place, then you you know it's going to be there. Mm. I really feel like there's some kind of like almost major metacognitive stuff going on there. Like so many of us think about almost having that negative voice on your shoulder, like the little voice at the back of your head saying, oh, you're stupid. Why don't you do that? Why did you make that mistake? That was ridiculous. Like, I think that's quite a endemic thing within society that a lot of people have that kind of voice in their heads. And what I've noticed since starting doing listening partnerships, well, I can't remember five or six years ago, is that that voice has shifted. And now instead of that, I have, it's almost like I have my listening partnerships, mm. listening partners sat on my shoulder going, Ah, you messed up. That's okay. And that's it. And I know I can bring it and they'll I'll get that from them in person. So even in a moment when it's really hard, like Alice was talking about in the hospital, in that moment, it's like they're still there in my head rather mm -hmm. than, I don't know, that sounds kind of weird, but it's... No, you've internalised that voice. That experience. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was thinking um, when I was listening to that, Alice, that sense of confidence is what I've gotten from it. And it sounded when you were referencing it that you've got a way through. So mm -hmm. I feel like as a parent, I felt so lost before I knew these tools and I really wanted things to go well, but I just felt I floundered all the time. I didn't know what I was doing. And I think a big part of the power of listening partnerships is that we suddenly have a space where we can reflect and in tandem with that is we have a person who, who will listen to us and see us as the expert in our families and not try to fix it for us. Because, you know, if you talk to someone, 
we could all have a million ideas for, mm. you know, for the problems. But you're the expert in your family. You know your situation, you know your child, you know your background, you know your capacity. But what you don't usually have is a space to kind of nut all that out. So I've just found over the years that having that regular space to follow my own intelligence wherever it leads me and having someone who's really confident who says, yeah, you're going to figure this out. You know, I'm just going to be with you. Um, I'm not going to give you any ideas, really, or suggestions. I'm not going to try and fix it. I'm just going to be with you. That has built my confidence as a parent so much. And even with I was this example I was thinking for me was a couple of years ago, I had this car crisis. I didn't know what to do about my car. I think it was you, Alice, maybe it might have been my beautiful listening partner who listened to me cry about this car because I'd I was driving a manual for hours every day. And I think you said, oh, what, is, what does it feel like in your body? And I just started crying. So I said, it's, I'm tired and it's too hard and I can't do it and I don't know what to do. Do I get rid of this car and buy a new car? What do I do? Just having that big cry, I didn't feel like I got anywhere particularly. But the next morning I got up and I just felt a real sense of like, right, this is what I'm going to do. And I feel fine with that. And that peace of mind is so priceless as a parent. Having a a sense of confidence, so building that confidence in yourself and your choices has just been so brilliant. And sometimes, you know, I still make mistakes all the time, but having some confidence and going into those situations, thinking, I'm just going to do it this way. I think this is the best way. I might even be making a mistake, but I'm doing my best. That's been uh, such an amazing uh, outcome of doing listening partnerships over a long time. I wish it for every parent. Yeah, it's a it's an incredibly powerful process, and it's so simple. It's deceptive. It's mm-hmm. free. It's flexible. It's, free. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and as you said, the listening, the listening's so powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is. I mean, it is the the, the basic setup is so simple that you can experiment, you can try yeah. it, and still keep that level of safety. If you follow that really key guidelines about confidentiality, use the timer, no advice, no trying to fix things. And if you want to delve in deeper, then there's a lot of nuances and you Mm. can really learn so much. I mean, it's an ongoing thing for the rest of your life if you want to explore the ways that you can bring in a question or bring in a prompt. But I think as well, something that... There is a general understanding in the listening process that the way that we release our emotions is through trembling or through um, speaking or through yawning, crying, tantruming. Yeah, have I missed any? Uh, Laughing, perspiring. Perspiring. Yeah. And knowing that I have a safe space where the listener understands that. And I don't necessarily have to share the details of what I'm doing, but I can just go, ah, (laughs) (laughs) or I can just tremble or I can just (laughs) grunt. (laughs) If there's something I really don't want to share about my situation and knowing that that my partner understands that is um, so useful. And I'm remembering a time, I think you listened to me, Belinda, this was not, so much a parenting thing but because I had that framework in place then I had to do a presentation um, and it was really important to me because I was kind of representing my 
profession. It was through music therapy. And I was also representing my community because it was a social enterprise pitch that I was doing. And I remember um, getting some listening time before I had to do it and just shaking and shaking and shaking and just going, ah, I really don't want to mess this up. And ah, being letting all those feelings come up. Um, and that 10 minutes of listening before I had to do something really important just took the edge off and allowed me to just be calm and feel quite confident doing it. So. I wonder it might be useful to talk about some of the things that people do kind of bring to a listening partnership because mm-hmm. sometimes I know when I'm teaching and I'm like great you've got three yes. minutes anything you can do anything you like and people are like ah <laughs> I don't know what the anything is um so, I always yeah. start with uh, what's great about parenting right now and yeah. what's hard about parenting right now that's yeah, a good starting good and, and start. people are like I don't know what to say but if you ask them that question most people have got plenty to say because there's lots that's great and there's <laughs> lots that's hard well, a question that I find that people always have something to say on was uh, what was your experience of learning music at school <laughs> 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 everybody's got something to say yeah. about that one um. <laughs> I really like um I've only done this twice but when you first start, a really lovely thing to do is to tell your life story or maybe even tell your parents' life story or your grandparents' life story. And it's really interesting to see when you kind of present your own personal history in that way, to see the patterns and you take your time telling it and delve into bits. And So I've done that a couple of times mm. and it's different every time what you focus on, yeah. but that's really powerful and interesting as well. And that's re- it, it's a great way to um, sort of tags into some of the science around attachment, the studies around if you ask adults to tell their story, you can assess an adult's attachment status by how coherent their life narrative is. Um, and I really feel like do, I've done that a few times as well. And I feel like doing that a few times, actually, it's building my coherence. It's helping me make sense of the bits that didn't make sense the first time around. And, and we know from the science that you can, as an adult, your attachment status can shift from avoidant or anxious or whatever it might be to a secure status. Um, and if you have a secure status, your kids are more likely to be securely attached. So actually just doing listening partnerships and doing this kind of work can shift generations to yeah. come, um, which is just feels magical again. Um, I keep using that word, but it really is. Yeah, you're absolutely it's such a great example, Laura. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful, hopeful yeah. story to think that that can happen yeah and it's it's not self-indulgent or navel-gazing mm. when you put it in that context it's actually mm. really important yeah. work and it's ongoing because our our experiences and the things that our children trigger in us will change as they get older and for each child is different and so embracing it as a process is a lovely thing to do and it's a really powerful thing to do as a parent yeah, it's kind of a way to show up and become more of yourself, I think, without kind of feeling like I'm broken and I need help. It's, it's almost yeah. the opposite of that. Like, And it is a real skill. It's a real skill that um, I, I think outside of listening time, I've been an appalling listener in my life, but I've built that skill over time and now I'm more able to bring that particular skill to all different areas of my life. So it's mm. making me a much better colleague. Um, it's making me a much better family member. And one thing, I just know how much my life has changed, as I said, 
at the start on the basis of three or four minutes of someone listening well to me, I've been able to then have a completely different day. Mm. And so I try, when I think of it, to offer that listening to other people in my day and think about what a gift that is, that people who've, who really don't get that very much, it's not that common in society for someone yeah. to not judge and not criticise and not try to fix and not, you know, take over take the ball and run with it in conversation. So, yeah, it feels like a real Mm -hmm. gift to be able to offer that to people who are a bit stressed out or struggling a bit, just the next person in the grocery line or maybe your family member or a colleague. Yeah, it's it's really special to to think, right, I I know how to do this. This is really useful. Yeah, and it helps you to be able to listen well to people without taking it personally (laughs) yeah yeah, that too (laughs) which is such a such a gift because I think at a moment um end of term here where I stay and everybody's frazzled it's been such a tough couple of years for parents and for teachers and and I just see so often that people they just really need to vent and say how things are so hard for them but it's really hard if there's no structure to that because people take offense and then people who are vulnerable or overloaded take it out on other people who are vulnerable and overloaded it gets messy quite quickly whereas if you have a outlet a safe outlet where you can go wah then you suddenly kind of go okay it's not so bad now I can I can bring some clarity to this situation Mm. it's like that chain of pain thing that sometimes talked about where you know someone gets a bad appraisal at work and they come home and they shout at their partner and their partner gets grumpy with the kid and the kid kicks the dog and it's like everyone's yes. getting miserable with everyone else this is a complete opposite like you go to your listening partnership and you come out better and then you listen to somebody else and their life improves and hopefully they're kinder to their yes. child and it's like Never yeah. yeah yeah i think there's also that really obvious parallel that i know we've talked about in other episodes with stay listening that mm. yes we we stay listen to our children we want to be there and listen without fixing or judging or any of those things we want to listen well and to do that we have to be we have to have experienced it for ourselves otherwise we can only do it for maybe I don't know three and a half milliseconds Uh. Um, maybe in my case (laughs) not a good day but the more you experience that as an adult someone else listening to you and beaming warm attention at you and thinking that you are a good person despite whatever it is you're saying um, to then be able to come out of that and pour that into your child is hugely powerful but you're right, without resourcing for us, it's nearly mm-hmm. impossible. So I always think of this as the linchpin, like the, the core thing that we as parents need yeah. uh, in order to be able to do the other four tools or to re- provide these different forms of connection and listening. This is, I think it's pivotal, yeah. To finish this conversation, I'm wondering if it would be worth saying something about the fears that come up for a lot of people about this embarking on this listening partnership idea if you've never done it before Um, and I know that my dear husband would be happy for me to say that he when he did the starter class that he was majorly triggered by the idea of somebody listening to him and worried about what am I going to say what if I don't again he felt it had to make sense and it was really hard having never experienced something like that before. So anything you want to add about that? I think just that for a lot of people it can be really hard and scary. And I, I certainly experienced that 
when I started doing listening partnerships, it was absolutely terrifying um, to the extent that I felt physically sick and wanted to run. And the instructor who was leading the group that I was in kind of went, that's okay. We'll just stand and watch you drive down the road for the next five minutes on the timer. <laughs> and that, like, for me, that really broke the ice and made it like, oh, okay. All right, I really can use this time for anything. And I've taught lots of people who might message me privately and say, oh, I'm really not sure about this piece. Um, and the thing I always come back to is it's your time. There is no wrong way to do this. If you mm-hmm. literally want to tell me your shopping list and the order in which you're mm-hmm. going to sort out your morning tomorrow, then that is a beautiful use of your time. And that might just get a few things straight in your head. And at the other end of the scale, if you want to come and cry incoherently at me for the whole five minutes, then I will be delighted that you felt safe enough to do that. And I might not have a clue what it was about ever. And that's totally fine as well. And anything in between. So I think just being willing to give it a go and trusting that maybe if nothing else, you get to just be listened to for a few minutes and just talk about some stuff. Like this is not invasive heart surgery we're talking about here. It's... It's yeah. like a very, very gentle cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's well worth yeah. trying. It does take some bravery. It does yeah, take some bravery. I, th- I think for most people it's a little bit scary on some level, whether it's absolutely gut-wrenching, you know, existential terror, or whether it's just a little bit of stage fright the first Mm. time Mm -hmm. it is a little bit hard and so I always say to parents who come to the workshops I deliver thank you so much for your bravery and your courage in trying this Um, that's where our children are amazing because I probably would never have tried it unless I had that impetus it's wonderful to have that deep love for our beautiful children because it helps us to do things that are a little bit scary We get a lot of people asking how to find a listening partner, and we know it can feel like a big leap to reach out to someone. There are lots of resources available to learn more about listening partnerships. To make it easier for you to give it a try, we've also created a WhatsApp group to help you meet others who are interested. You'll find a link to join and some articles in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us at Tales from the Toolbox today. We're so grateful to have you here and for everything you do for your family. Remember, when we tell these tales, we have the benefit of hindsight and years of experience with these tools to make sense of what happened. And even with that, in the moment, it still often feels messy. So if you're finding parenting tough or having a hard time doing things in a new way, please remember to be kind to yourself. You're a pioneer, quite possibly breaking patterns that have been passed down for generations. That takes courage, hard work and support, and it's really normal for things to get rocky at times. You are a good parent doing your best with what you have, and your kids are lucky to have you. We wanted to share a little overview of hand-in-hand parenting and our tools to give you a sense of this approach. Hand in Hand Parenting is a not-for-profit organisation founded by Patty Whipfler over 30 years ago in America. Now a global phenomenon with more than 170 certified instructors worldwide, our mission is to help parents when parenting gets hard. The core of our approach is a simple one, listening, and we bring five simple tools to meet your everyday parenting challenges. Special time is like a magical regular dose of connection. We set aside one-on-one time to spend with our children Naming it, timing it, 
scheduling it and really bringing our 100% attention and warmth to this child-led play. Stay listening is a way of being with our child through their big feelings, without distracting, scolding or lecturing. We maintain safety and we pour our warm attention in while they pour out the hard feelings they've been carrying, emerging lighter and more able to be flexible and use their full intelligence. Play listening is a great tool to use with one or more children. While connecting through play, we take the less powerful role and follow their giggles without tickling. This isn't a permissive approach. We prioritize setting limits early and often, but we also know the power of bringing a limit close and warm, and sometimes even playfully. Our children may not get what they want, but they get what they need, us. Finally, the balance point these rest on is the parent support tool of listening partnerships. A regular meeting between two parents in person, by phone or online, listening partnerships are marked by complete confidentiality, with trust and time and an agreed upon set of guidelines, including not interrupting, giving advice or trying to fix things, parents use this judgment-free zone to process their own early experiences and big feelings in order to show up in just the ways they want to. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and are inspired to give some of these ideas a go. All of the stories we tell happen in real life and we have permission to share them with you. Though to protect the privacy of those involved, we've occasionally changed some identifying details. If you want to learn more about the topics discussed today or find contact details for each of our podcast hosts, check out our show notes or visit the Hand in Hand Parenting website at www.handinhandparenting.org. You can also email us at talesfromthetoolbox at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Tales from the Toolbox Podcast. This podcast was created and recorded by the five of us, Alice, Belinda, Kelly, Lara, and Stacy, And we want to express our heartfelt appreciation to Patty Whipler and the worldwide hand-in-hand parenting community. Huge thanks also go to the Shetland crew, Alice, Jonathan, and Reuben for their amazing skills, patience, and support with sound, music, and editing. And of course, thank you to our amazing children, all 11 of them. Their presence in our lives set us on this path and they travel this journey towards connection with us each and every day. As together, we navigate the laughter and tears, frustration and wonder of parenting. It is an immense privilege to spend these years together. We love you, kiddos.